Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I'm here with a training episode. So this is one from the vaults. In my opinion, a super powerful training for one of the biggest challenges that any attorney will run into in the consultation room when you go outside of referral, and that is the dreaded, I have to think about it. So this is actually a training from our internal course, Casey University where we show people how to address this specific to estate planning, but the concepts in this apply to all practices of law. And as a matter of fact, outside of law as well, too, but let's pretend that they don't. So this is a uh, full training on how to address that. One quick note that I will make is that this does refer to some other processes in place. If there's curiosity about that, then I would definitely recommend picking up Beyond Intake. Check out beyondintakebook.com for that. I still think we have an extremely deep discount on that. So um, give it a go. I think it's under $3 at the moment. But anyway, enjoy this. And uh, if you guys are struggling with consultations, especially that uh, doing follow-ups or hearing I need to think about it, uh, this is going to be killer. So uh, pay attention, take notes, and I would actually recommend re-listening to this one. So anyways, enjoy the training and I'll see you guys next week. All right, guys, let's get into one of the most dreaded troubleshooting situations. The one that's actually not that tough when you know how to deal with it, which is I need to think about it. So the first thing I want to start out with is that there are ways to handle this as an objection, but I want to encourage you to look at this as a symptom rather than an objection to be overcome. One of the things, if you guys remember the deep dive section, I always harp on is hard questions, easy close. If you're getting a lot of, I need to think about it, usually this is code for the prospect has questions in his mind that are unanswered. The way that we can address that two spots to focus on. It's going deeper on the deep dive. And again, there's degrees of the deep dive as we went over in that um, previous module and slash or letting people off the hook on the solution close. So not saying, hey, what else can I explain? Is everything clear? What other questions do you have for me? If we let people say, oh yeah, no, I'm good. Or like, you know, super common thing. I think I mentioned this as well too. Do you have any questions for me as opposed to the implied what questions you have for me? If we let people through that, then those questions become unanswered. And then, you know, we're in the situation where they got to think about it, right? So another philosophical thing I want to really have you guys understand, because when we feel that it's okay to think about things, we're more likely to let people off the hook. But the truth is, you don't really need time to make decisions. Decisions are made in an instant. What you need to make decisions is an information and you being the expert, you are their source of information, right? So I don't actually ever say this. I mean, there, there are people, uh, I think this is kind of like a newbie thing, but there are people who use this as an objection handle. I don't ever think you should, but I need you to understand this deeply. And you know, as kind of time goes on, a lot of the times this can be a self-correcting thing. I, I hope you don't have the situation where you need to learn this by experience. But when we let people think about things, more often than not, we're going to talk to less than 100% of those. And these people are going to have to go through probate court at some point, likely if they're not moving forward with you or moving forward with somebody else who's not as good as you. So it behooves you to do all you things in your power to make sure that you're getting the information that they need to make a decision, not the time which they don't actually need. So plan A for this is basically we're going to loop back. And I have this uh, diagram again from the, the 
deep dive solution closed thing is that if we have the situation and we're assuming that we have an incomplete checklist, this is the easiest thing to do. If we can directly ask people what it is that they're unsure about, and we can get to that again, the same process to keep going, what else, what else, what could I explain more, that kind of stuff, right? So we're basically taking a step backwards to complete the checklist. And then once that happens, we can move forward into logistics. So this is just an example of what to have. Yeah, like I totally understand. So look, what's missing from the plan we just spoke about? Again, implied frame that there is an issue that we're, that we're missing. And then just talk about it. Let's talk about the issues, right? And again, we're just trying to get that mental checklist solved. There is a possibility when you ask this question that the price is going to factor into it. And I would switch gears into the, can I afford this kind of section? This is a different troubleshooting that happens. But wherever possible, we want to talk about and operate under the assumption that they're not clear on what is happening. And then basically, we need to keep looping until that ends up being finished. Now, there are the possibility that I call these the real two call people. And the joke that I always used to make is that there's people, if you put a gun to their head and said, you have to make a decision on one call of information on anything, they would die. The gun would go off. They're physically, mentally, spiritually incapable of making a decision. But in reality, there's fewer of these people than is represented. Everyone wants you to think that they're this kind of person. And you'll hear people say things, oh, I never make a decision on this or this or that, blah, blah, blah. Not true in most cases. And the first step of trying to get to the end of the solution is your due diligence to make sure that they're not that kind of person. But if you get to the point where they're saying, I mean, honestly, look, the solution's fantastic. I think it's going to take care of all these things. I just really can't make a decision right now, right? Then chances are you've reached one of the true two-call people, right? And if it gets to that case, then you can do that. This is what we're going to do for those folks. So three parts to this. The first thing we want to do is make sure that we're operating under a timeline that works for us. So this is how I suggest going about doing this. All right, awesome. Hey, look, totally understand where you guys are coming from. If you need to sleep on it, that's totally okay. What's the time that works for you guys tomorrow to follow up? So some sneaky stuff in here, right? So what's built into this expectation is that we're not going to have a I'll call you when I'm ready kind of situation The don't call me I'll, I'll call you kills you, right? The other thing too, is that we're going to be setting an ambitious timeline. In my opinion, the well, it's not my opinion, I think it's fact, like the moment that you end a consultation is the most information, the most emotional connection they're going to have to the issue at any point, every hour that crosses from that, it's going to become a little bit less clear. And then if we let something go a week, two weeks, for example, uh, you know, we have imagine a full 3D picture of everything that could possibly happen to them in every way that you could solve that, that basically gets boiled down to Oh, yeah, I talked to an attorney, it's $4,000. Uh, should we pay that doesn't make any sense, right? So sooner the better. I like to open with tomorrow. Some people will just take tomorrow. It's kind of like uh, the way that we recommend the close always open with a strong offer. But they might say, Oh, shoot, I can't do tomorrow, but I can do Friday. Does that work for you? But you know, when we're starting from a high offer, we're, we're probably going to get a less high offer. Um, most of the time, if you ask people what time works for a follow-up, you're always going to get something like a week, two weeks in the future. And then that's just really not enough time to, uh, it was too much time rather, to be able to get somebody back to the, the point. Again, this is doable, but very, very difficult. So I always recommend setting something like this. All right, part two. So the goal here is to give them a reason to show up. So what we're going to do is say, all right, awesome. Look, so do me a favor, take this piece of paper if they're in your office. If you know if they're on a Zoom or something, you say, hey, uh, open a note on your phone. And so, all right, I'm sure you have some questions you guys are going to have that come up after we're done with this meeting. And then when you guys talk with each other about this, so just do me a favor, write those down and bring them to our, our meeting tomorrow. And then I'll make sure we get all those answers. That sound good? They'll always agree. So basically what we're creating here is an open loop. So they've gotten most of the information that they needed for their planning in the session, most likely. So we need to give them an incentive. And what we're telling them is that you have more questions that you need me to answer. So 
we're telling them that their decision cannot be made without more information. And that's basically what we're going to be holding people to, right? Now, the last part is removing the pressure. So <laughs> I've kind of with like a lot of uh, very firearm related images for this uh, deck. So apologies if, if that's been uh, triggering. But anyways, the reason I have this is no one's going to show up to the firing squad, right? So if you're telling somebody and then, hey, you know what, you better show up and then it's going to be sink or swim, pal, like no one's going to show up to that, right? If somebody is feels like they're going to be forced to make a decision, they're going to make the decision on their own and it's going to happen without you. So what this usually looks like, and this is a huge reason that people no show on follow ups is that they feel pressure. And why would anyone show up to be pressured in public? That makes no sense. So, you know, if they basically make a decision, and if they make it, it's it's a no, and they, you know, why would you show up just to have a bummer conversation and let somebody down? It's very, very rare that people will ever show up to this. So basically, what we're going to do is reverse it and take all the pressure off just to make this a sweeter uh, pot as far as getting people to kind of go. So the last thing we're going to do is finish up with this. All right, cool. So send that calendar invite out right after this. We're going to go over your questions. If it makes sense, we can discuss next steps from there. If not, no worries. It's no pressure. And then you guys, if you guys decide in the meantime that you know, you're talking about this, you're like, I don't really know if this is, this is for it. Just no worries. That's totally cool. Just give me a heads up before. So the thing that's super weird when you finish these things, if you use this this part and you start incorporating this, you'll notice that you get a really, really weird amount of confirmation. People go, oh, no, 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 we super want to do this. I'm like, it's it's the funniest thing. And I really don't know whether that's true or not. But when they start saying things like that, it's more psychological pressure to follow through on that commitment. So I really like to do that. And again, we're not saying anything that they can't do anyways. The truth is, whether you say it or not, if they decide against it in the meantime, they're just not going to show up. So if you tell them that that's okay, that makes you seem very, very secure and also reduces the pressure on the next call. Um, the other thing too, is that we're building in a slight commitment to sharing information should they decide that. And what this ends up doing is it just clears your, your energy and it clears your, you know, your pipeline. I think it's very, very bad to have a lot of maybes out there just because you start doubting yourself and, you know, it's just messy to deal with all these different deals at the same time. So it's, in my opinion, much better to hear a no after a later than to have somebody no show and then they're in your follow-up rotation and blah, blah, blah. It's a pain in the butt, right? So with these three parts, we're able to set up a container for the follow-up that you can win. And basically what you're going to find when you start implementing this process is that you're not going to have 100% of your follow-ups will show. That's never going to happen. But most of the ones that do show will close. If they're showing up, they've determined that they are open to talking with you about this. And you're going to have, and you know, there it's, it's more or less, uh, there's an old for, uh, saying that says the fortress that parlays is half taken. <laughs> but basically, if they're showing up to talk about whether this can work or not, there's a good chance that they've mentally decided that they're open to it. And if they're showing up, they're driving across town, they're hopping on the Zoom. Um, it's not because they're going to tell you now. Again, this will happen once in a blue moon, but it's very, very rare. And, you know, there's really nothing crazy as far as running the follow-up thing. Just show up to your office, to your Zoom, whenever you guys decide on. And then just, hey, look, all right, so um, do you have those questions from the piece of paper I gave you the other day? All right, cool. Well, let's work through those. And then once they're done with the questions, it's the same thing. We just keep looping around until we have the solution complete. And then you just say, all right, guys. Well, if that's it, like, you know, if you're done with the questions, uh, where do you guys want to go from here? And then once you get the yes, go back and three-part logistics close and you guys are good to go. So apologies that this was a bit of a long one, but it is a complex process. But when you master this, um, no joke, this has been one of the biggest game changer for some of our largest firms that we've worked with. People don't treat the follow-ups in a way that they can win. But once you get this stuff implemented, you can turn a ton of those, let me think about it, I guess that's how you'd say it, into closed deals. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And then again, the ones that are not, you're gonna be able to shake out pretty well. So take this tool, use it and let me know what you think. 
Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.